Welcome to The Consistency Club, a monthly podcast dedicated to marketing your photography business from the creators of This Can't Be That Hard. Each month on the 15th, you'll hear an in-depth discussion about a marketing strategy that's working well in the industry right now. Looking for even more support? When you become a member of The Consistency Club, you'll unlock access to the extended version of each month's podcast, along with monthly email and social media templates and bonus access to that month's secret strategy. Sign up at go.thiscan'tbethathard.com slash club to get started. Hey, Dana. Hi, Anami. How you doing? I'm good. I'm excited to be recording another Consistency Club episode, this time in sunny Southern California, again in person. I know. I joked about how we were going to do all of these in person, but it's kind of happening that way. I like it. (laughs) I would like to make this happen as often as possible. Yeah. So I thought we were all ready to record for today. And then this email hit my inbox that almost made me laugh this morning because it was so perfect. So I'm going to start by sharing this email. So I get an email this morning from a woman who says, Hey, Anami, I'm an event planner based in Durham working with clients on their daughter's bat mitzvah. I'm seeking a photographer that has experience with families and kids because 13 year olds can be a tough crowd to photograph. And then (laughs) she goes on to talk about it, which is so true. Being the so accurate, being the mother of a thirteen-year-old, I can I can vouch for that. But um, but she goes on to talk about this job, and the reason that this is a perfect way to start this month's conversation is because I have literally never in my entire professional career I've photographed. Let me think, three bar and bat mitzvahs, not in several years, and I have never shared any of that work anywhere because. Uh, it's not really what I do. It's not necessarily what I want to do all the time. I'm not huge on photographing events, especially with a bunch of 13-year-olds. But <laughs> there have been times in my business where like, I needed that extra cash. And so when somebody came to me and said, like, hey, will you do this? Yeah. I was like, yeah, sure. Here are my rates. I think that the difference is I don't talk about that. I don't mention it on my website. Mm -hmm. I don't post about it on social media. And yet I do periodically get those inquiries. And I think that part of the reason that I get those inquiries, I don't want a thousand inquiries every year Mm -hmm. for bar and bat mitzvah photography, but (laughs) I like having the flexibility of like, yes or no, if I want to take it or if I need to take it. But there's this sense from a lot of photographers that I talk to where They offer a lot of services on their website. Mm -hmm. They show a lot of different kinds of work Mm. in their social media and in their portfolios because they say, I'm open to doing all this different kind of work. I can photograph a bar and bat mitzvah. So why wouldn't I list that on my website so that somebody might like find me via SEO? And my answer is, unless it's your primary thing, if you've got all this stuff that you're showing It just doesn't really give the person who lands on your website, who is only looking for one specific thing, Mm -hmm. it doesn't give them the sense that you have like a specialty. Yep. So obviously my specialty is not bar and bar mitzvah photography, but this woman found me Mm -hmm. because she was like, I'm looking for someone who knows how to photograph 13 year olds. And then she found me and she was like, you would be perfect for this thing that you don't even talk about. Yep. So... Today, we are talking about the idea that you don't have to be a jack-of-all-trades, even if you are a jack-of-all-trades. Yes. That it's smarter to show that you have mastery 
uh-huh. on just one or two things yep. and that you're the expert, but that that is not going to stop people from yes. finding you for other things. Exactly. And in marketing speak, we call this your smallest viable market, right? And so I think that when, you know, you might be listening to this and thinking like, oh, but like, I feel like I'm going to miss out on And I would encourage you, if you have a bunch of things that you do, to think about like, what is the intersection of all of those things? So like in the example that Anami's giving, it's like she has a lot of experience. She is an expert in working with families and children, right? So that is her like smallest viable market that she is an expert in. And from there, other people can kind of lay over their impression of like, oh, well, that would make you perfect for this thing or that thing. Mm -hmm. But you instead stay focused on kind of whatever that really specific um, expertise area is. And Mm -hmm. so it's like sort of an, an art of finding that area of expertise that is both like vague enough that people can sort of put their own impression on top of it, but also specific enough that like you said, you don't come across as like a jack of all trades because that doesn't build confidence if somebody's like, oh, well, I'm looking for a wedding photographer, but like also this person shoots families. How good are they at wedding photography? Mm -hmm. How often do they shoot weddings? Mm -hmm. Right. It can come across like that. Um, And I, you know, for those of you who are either new to This Can't Be That Hard or to the podcast, you may not have heard Anami talk about this, but she um, she talks about this idea, the idea of like your ideal client in terms of she calls it your bluebird client. So do you want to just like tell that story really quickly because I think it's such a great little story. Sure. For any of you who have been around for any period of time, this is probably one that you're familiar with. But basically, when I was a new photographer, excuse me, when I was a child, (laughs) take it back. back. Even before being a new photographer, when I was a kid, my dad used to build bluebird houses and I would help him. Like this was like a little fun, you know, father-daughter project that we would do. And what he taught me over time is that bluebird houses, you follow like a very specific set of plans. And then not only do they have to be certain dimensions and the hole in the front has to be a certain dimension and but you have to like hang them at a certain height and face them in a certain direction if you want bluebirds, not other birds, to nest in your bluebird boxes. So my takeaway from that, or when I started working as a photographer, the way that that like translated in my mind was when you are doing marketing, you can kind of throw your doors open super wide and be like, come one, come all, step right in. But you're going to get, and you may get a couple of bluebirds every once in a while, Mm -hmm. but if a bluebird in this scenario is your ideal client, when you just create a giant box that anything could come live in or nest in or whatever, you're going to get all kinds of birds and spiders and snakes (laughs) and whatever. Like, they're all going to be there. And you're, it's then going to be your job to like wade through that and figure out, you know, who do I want to work with? Who's draining all my time? Whatever. If you build your marketing as though you're building a a bluebird house Mm -hmm. that is like, I'm speaking to one specific type of bird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is what I want. I want you to come. (laughs) Then you get a much higher proportion of bluebirds. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, you'll get like a a different bird. And you're like, that's fine. They can nest in here too. But you're not going to end up with a bunch of like snakes and whatever chipmunks chipmunks living in your in your um in your birdhouse so so that is what we're really going to focus on this month for our social media and our email marketing is going to be how to start to if you're not already Mm -hmm. really dialing in your messaging to be talking to one particular 
and I'm not even going to say type of client. I'm going to say one client because I find that that is the easiest way for me to come up with my marketing is to really have one person in mind and just talk to that person. I agree. I actually, and you know, I'll be interested to hear if you all resonate with this as well, but when I'm writing a post for social media, if I start thinking about every single person that might look at this post, I get paralyzed. I'm like, oh wait, this person's going to hate if I write, oh, I can't post this because uh, that person. And so instead of trying to think about how do you appeal to every single person on your email list or every single person in your social media following, if instead I think about one person that I'm targeting that post for, that helps me just talk really authentically to that person. And then as a byproduct, because I'm being so specific, the people that are those bluebirds are going to immediately just be attracted to that way of speaking. And so that's our goal for this month is to help you sort of hone that voice, Mm -hmm. really get specific about who your bluebird avatar is, and start writing with that um, strategy in mind to see if that helps you kind of click a little bit deeper with your uh, bluebird clients. Yeah. And For those of you who may not have ever gone through my ideal client, I have a I have a freebie like a a free resource that I created years ago now on how to really dial that in. And it's I like this exercise as one that you can kind of go back Mm -hmm. to over and over again because it changes over time. But I'm going to go ahead and add that into our templates this month. Oh, great! Just so that it's easy access for people. So if you haven't seen that in a while, or if you know, you've never seen it before, then you can go back and do that as you're going through this. Because the, the biggest piece of pushback or feedback that I ever get when I'm asking people to go through this bluebird exercise is the fear that like, well, if I just narrow it down mm-hmm. to one person, I'm going to, they're going to, nope, it's not going to resonate with all these other people that I'm happy to work with. Yep. And I have found the opposite to be true. In fact, here we are in California and my friend Carolyn is here. Shout out Carolyn Fong. And We were talking yesterday and she was saying, I love about your emails that I always feel like they were written just for me. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet. Side note, they weren't actually written just for you, (laughs) Carolyn, but um, but we were laughing. She was like, they just always feel so personal. 100%. The reason that that is, is because I am writing as though I were writing to a friend. And it's a friend who fits a very specific mold mm-hmm. where it's like they're a photographer. They're, in my case, a family photographer. Mm-hmm. But I have people on my email list who are wedding photographers and yeah. all kinds of other things. And I think it feels just as personal to them. So my strategy or my thing in the email templates this month, I'm going to be walking you through how I do that in a way that kind of walks that line where you're really writing Mm -hmm. to a one person, but not in a way that excludes other people. Yeah. And you know, that just made me think of something too. When you have a very specific point of view, like you, you often write to family photographers Mm -hmm. in your email list and it's like, but wedding photographers are able to extrapolate what you're saying, right? It's like, we got to give people credit that they're going to be able to say like, oh, I get that she is talking to X and I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. But I'm going to like, you know, reach out to her anyway, because I just like all of these other things about her and, you know, we're close enough. So like give people the credit that they'll be able to make the leap when you stay really specific. Absolutely. So on social media this month, I'm going to be sharing, of course, some um, posts and real ideas, but I'm also going to be adding a little bit of extra love for you all this month. And I want you to, once you've done that bluebird exercise that Anami's giving to you, I want you to spend some time this month auditing your profile to make sure that you're really speaking to your bluebird client. So I'm going to be talking a little bit about like, you know, how do you audit your profile? 
Like what kind of words, keywords are you using in your name and your handle? What's searchable on Instagram? So I'm going to be kind of giving you like a little bit of behind the scenes on that um, so that you can start to just make the algorithm work for you a little bit better and and face the bluebird box like just in the right direction. Yeah, I love it. So much of this is really kind of that fine tuning over time. Yep. So, um, so this will be... I feel like this is a juicy month. I'm it excited. Is. For any of you who are not yet signed up to subscribe to Consistency Club, you can either do that or you can just get this month's templates by going to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash club. You'll find all the information there. Um, You're right. This is a juicy month. They're going to get templates. I know. They're going to get this extra Instagram strategy I and know. the Bluebird worksheet. I know. It's a good one. It is. Um, This is like a... You have a day where you've got a couple hours and you really want to sit down and get some like thinking work done on your business. It's going to be a good one. It is. Yay. All right, Dana, I will see you next time. I will see you next time somewhere equally warm and fabulous. Ooh, wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Bye.